and welcome to another episode of Zing This. You got me, Zinger. And I'm Ellie. Oh, crap. I forgot. I normally do D&D characters at the beginning of this. Yeah, I forgot to. <laughs> Despite the fact that Kyra just said that. Yeah, I, know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> no, it's okay. Let's just... No, hold it's on, okay. We'll just keep going. Hold on. Um, I haven't... Singer and Ellie are your next D&D characters, and you're going to play yourselves. Ooh, mm, or a D&D version meta. of yourself. Meta version. Mm-hmm. Super meta. Because I was about to say, I think I've used Wu of the Tang Clan. Oh my gosh, yes. He He's almost dead. I can oh, no. hope for the best. Um. Anyways, we're also joined by... Oh, I guess... Ky- oh, sorry, sorry. Is it you? I'm sorry. Whoever... Berg. I, I'm still still uh, Azar, the, the fire genasi um, uh, artificer, who's like, hi, y'all. And recently unparalyzed. Recently unparalyzed. Although he, although he did have a fear boner the whole time. <laughs> God. Uh, and, and we're also joined by... Oh, it's Kyra, but as the person who might have accidentally TPK'd her party, she is also now uh, Chunk the Kobold Barbarian, just like the Goonies. Nice. So so I've had a name idea for a character for a long time. I've just never put, like, anything else to it. I think I might have talked about this before, but I want to play a character named Grunt. I mean, Gunt. Like, I, God, I spelled it, t- like, I spelled it, it's got a weird accent point, but I finally found the voice. It's just going to be Macho Man Randy Savage, so. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, going to explore this dungeon. Cream of the crop. But anyways, that is, we are talking D&D stuff today, but not our own adventures. The adventures of Vox Machina. Yes, we are joining them <laughs> for their, fi- for the final part of their season one quest, since at time of recording... There are three episodes. Season two is out. Now, now, I I know Ellie's answer to this. Has anyone else partaken of the season twos? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I was just wondering, because Ellie can have fun with speculation. We, however, already know what happens. So, I forgot, by the way, how much the second season directly, like, I, I forgot, like, they literally pick up one into the next. I thought there was a break or something, but nope. Anyways, anyways, I, I, I watched the the for, I watched the new three episodes on Friday night, and then yesterday afternoon I watched the last three of the first season, and it was sort of like it was almost like getting that prequel. That whole thing's like, oh, that's right, this happened, and then this happened to lead directly into yes. Yes. Um, very... I... Oh, sorry. No, no, go, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I watched um, the newest three because my husband wanted to watch it, and he was asking me over dinner or lunch yesterday, like, begging me to know what happens. And I'm like, I'm not telling you. It ruins the surprise. But I haven't been able to – I haven't rewatched the last three episodes since I watched them the first time because I've been actually playing – I've been in a lot of tabletop RPG games since, like, we scheduled this, so – I'm just, I've been reading the summaries, but I remember things that I wanted to talk about, so I'm good to go. Awesome, awesome. So, so, we're going to start with episode 10. Um, When we left off with our dear, dear friends, Vox Machina, uh, they had encountered Dr. Anna Ripley. 
Uh, and there was a gunshot to end the episode as Percy was once again engulfed by Black Smoke. And it's real in this one that he, 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 did he shoot her in the shoulder or just mi miss her really close? Because it, it really jumps by that really quick. But anyways, um, we, we get a flashback to Ripley's role. Oh, no, wait, it starts out with a, sorry, it starts out with the flashback of him being tortured by her. With like that hook thing, and then, yeah. So, so Ellie, I was about to say, do you have any thoughts on the tor torture of poor Percival? I don't, Fredrickson, why you do that? I'm going to look up his actual name, because it's always fun <laughs> to know like, his full name. are you okay? <laughs> um, no, I, uh, it was nice to, well, Sorry, gosh, I'm saying this wrong. Wow. It was nice to see him tortured. No, it was nice to see more of the behind the scenes to really understand um, where all this rage is fueled from. Um, and it was, I love the way they drew her with like the super dark under her eyes. And I, I thought it was neat the way she was drawn, um, the, the lady captive. Um, I don't know. I, Ripley. Yes. I, Not that one. Yes. So, but no, I, I, I enjoyed, I, I wanted to see more at this point. Obviously we, I didn't know. Um, I was really intrigued to kind of see more and what more of that past and to, to see where he's going to go from there. So, well, we're about to get into where he goes from yes. there. <laughs> um, we, of course, right after that, get a flashback. Well, not flat. Sorry. We get the flashback after that. We, of course, get the um, the confrontation between them, but we also get them finally confronting him about his his weird, like, smoke thing and and him being like, is this really the time for this? Of course, um, Pike divines that there's something wrong with him. <laughs> something very wrong with him. So his Death Note-looking face. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Now... To, to, to cheat once again, I'm going to go back to you, Ellie. Oh. Because we've all kind of been in this realm with this stuff. What are your thoughts on this possession thing? From this episode. I was about to say, we get a lot more in a little bit, but from this episode. And then I'll, of course, go to Kyra and Eric on their opinion. <laughs> um... Yeah, some of the, like, that one little initial scene kind of made me think of um, that fire anime. You are not narrowing it down with that. Yeah, the one that you recommended to me, the fire guy. Oh, the oh, oh, you're talking about uh, Fire Force. Yes. Um, like, in that part where you kind of see the, um, that one character where they had all the, the lines engulfing them and everything. Oh, okay. Um, so it was kind of cool. Kind of reminded me of that. It's not really exactly the same, but... Uh, so what did you... I, I, the thing I'm trying to narrow down is, what do you think was going on here? Like, do you did you think he was possessed the whole time? Do you, you thought he's been, like, was possessed from, like, a well, child? Well, yeah, I mean, or... that kind of made sense. No, possessed from the weapon creation. Mm. Um, I, I mean, I was not... I loved it, so don't get me wrong. I, I loved the way it all goes um, and the reveal and everything, which I won't talk about at this point. But um, I wasn't surprised. It was pretty typical of what I've seen in other 
You you forget I watch a lot of dark animes and stuff like that. This is just a very common type of story thread. But I loved it, though. It was great. On that note, Eric, if you were given the ability to have uh, Percy's abilities as a D&D character, would you take that option? Absolutely. I I love Percy. <laughs> and I love, I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I love, I love this whole, like, having an enchanted gun. Like, it's such a cool thing. Like, yes, absolutely, 100%. Let me roll those dice and get possessed and then have to roll to see if I don't end up attacking my party members. That'd be awesome. Uh, if, if, <laughs> if it was the party we're currently playing with, I think um, we'd welcome death at this point. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> right. uh, Percy. Take uh, me out of my misery, Percy. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Kyra, uh, going over yes. to you now. One, I want your opinion on this, but two, can you give us some um, critical role backstory on this development? Uh, well, I guess the ba- the development, I would, I guess that's more for episode, t- uh, wait, no, this is 10, like 11, 11 12. or 12. Yeah. yeah. But so I don't want to, I don't want to get ahead of that. Cause I, I really just want to talk more about like the Percy stuff with like the smoky thing, but I'm like, it's not, you know, we're still in episode 10. So I'll right. hold right. off on that I opinion will- though. Really good. Uh, I love I, li- I love Anna Ripley. It's one of those NPCs that, you know, she she's awful, but she's a well-done, awful character. Yes. Um, also, no, not spoiler. Not spoiler. Ellie, I'm looking at you. Not spoiler. Um, I forgot she sort of wanders off. And then in the new season, uh, there's a mention of of a one-armed character and i'm, I'm like cu- i'm curious i'm curious and i'm like oh crap that's back. right she wants because yes i forgot because my, my order of watching was this i watched the three new episodes then went back and rewatched these three and completely <laughs> forgot she just wandered off at one point she so, did the whole skeletor like till we meet again yes. thing. <laughs> well well there's a great moment which we'll get to in the next episode that is a super D like moment like i can see mine and eric's party doing this to somebody like straight <laughs> up doing this this exact thing and i think we might have before but anyways anyways so we we we, we get the reveal of there's there's the i'm i'm not gonna repeat the um the the thing that um that 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 it's called but the ziggurat um i'm, I'm not i'm not gonna give the um Scanlan pronunciation because we will get demonetized. I, I I know that this isn't monetized, but they'll somehow find a way to demonetize us. But anyways, um, it's it's the whole reveal that the ziggurat is underneath, and that that's the the whole big plan. And of course, there's some um interaction between Percy and Ripley on just you know cutting and running, and he is he's all about his revenge still. But of course, they go into this big open area where there's a ton of machinery and stuff and we um we get a we get a, a great reveal by the way i i love the reveal with the chris it's good i was about to say chris sandra cassandra's name appearing on his gun barrel which we all know what that means betrayal um <laughs> she of course locks them into this acid bath area uh well all of them but vax who, and I did get the name right. I'm proud Max of myself. Max is amazeballs. Uh, who, who makes a quick escape. Yes. Um, has a great line with, with the whole, um, with the whole, um, I'm, I'm going to stop being polite thing. And 
course, um, the Briarwoods show up, take him under their control, and leave them there to die in acid. <laughs> is it sad? I saw the acid and I thought of Rick and Morty. <laughs> the oh, the, the acid? But... Yes. You know what? As the, like, proclaimed as, like, one of the greatest episodes of Rick and Morty ever, the acid bath, or the the, the bath of acid. Yes. Which is a phenomenal episode oh, of Rick and Morty, by it. the way. Oh, Gosh. Um, for anyone who's wondering, including the other two on the call, it's the um, episode where, like, Rick has this ingenious idea to, like, hide Nevada acid. And Morty's like, that's the stupidest thing I've yeah, ever Yeah, and, and then of. he creates the, the safe, the game save point device but then it's pointed out that he's not really saving anything he's just ultra going to alternate realities where the and he saves all the mortys but then everyone knows what he did morty falls in love and it's all undone and, he, <laughs> and, and then then the end he has no choice but to jump into a vat of acid wonderful great episode i yes. I, I love how i just summarized that entire episode but in this one they they, they can't jump into this vat of acid because it is real acid as that one rat showed us very Yes. Detailedly. Yes. Ugh. So um, they're, they're trapped in this room where the acid is rising. Scanlan's trying to save everybody. And the only way to undo all this is for um, is for them to, of course, pull three levers. Two of them located conveniently on the roof. And one of them located inconveniently at the bottom of the vat. Um uh, you know what? I'm going to start with Kyra. Thoughts on the the, the acid bath part of the episode? Uh, oh, you know, you know it'll be okay, but I think they did a good job doing like, the tension with it. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love Grog. Like, that's, <laughs> that, that's it. Full stop. I love Grog. Anything he does when it's to help his friends and just everything, I'm like, uh, yeah. You'd have to be completely insane to, and just dives in naked. Hey. Dive straight in naked. He has like minus like I think two intelligence, so I'm just like, no, that yeah, that works. I uh, I was gonna say, I mean, Grog, I'm with you. I mean, you you don't you don't have a soul if you don't at least like Grog. But oh, I mean, yeah. he's, he's such a big dumb oaf, and everyone deserves to have a big dumb oaf who's lovable like that in their lives because Grog is the best. He's like a big puppy. I was about to say let's let's name all of ours, and then I realized Eric's going to say me, and I'm going to be heartbroken. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I mean we, we we get that. We also get the um, nice little establishment of Pike can't like if she severs the connection, she might not be able to come back because of course Gavin's like just walk through the walls. Right. <laughs> I'm not I'm a freaking ghost. ghost. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I, I I I like that. I like the way that we get this whole you know epic scene. And everything. Uh, Ellie has a Ellie raised her I hand. I just wanted to say I loved actually the little simple touch of where he took his clothes off first because he knew that they would. And then so then they had to pull in the little scene where he has to put Whoop, them back the on. Yes, I just I thought that was really cute. Um, and he was worried about his little um, buddies down Captain there. Captain Winky. Yes. Was it, was it, is it Captain? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's Captain Winky. Yeah. So I, just little. Little things like that just make this show just perfect. So I love it. All right. All right. Um, of course, we th- this episode comes to an end with the reveal of the ziggurat. <laughs> and um, that, that they have, that they have they're, they're spoiled with sacrifices available to them of both Cassandra and Vax. So right. 
Now we move on to Whispers at the Ziggurat. The the it's penultimate episode. Is is that the proper way to yes. say it? Okay, okay, cool. Yep. It's one of those things I always mix up how to say it, and I'm like, I'll say it. Someone's like, that's not what that means. Anyways, I'm sorry. What was that? Penultimate episode. What does that mean? It means the one prior to the oh, okay. like, ultimate, like second no. to last. Yes, gotcha. Second, yeah, the okay. penal. I like, like I said, it's one of well, those good terms. Good for you. I wouldn't have even gotten that. It's, so. it's one of those terms that that that's your word of the day, and it's like gotcha. I. A lot of people on like analyst stuff like we do, <laughs> sounding professional. Um, oh, whoa. <laughs> um, you use that, and I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to throw that in my vocabulary more. Except for one of those people that I swear will see a word once and use it completely improperly every other time. So, <laughs> yes, score for me. I find that <laughs> argument shallow and pedantic. <laughs> I was about... I find these potatoes shallow and pedantic. Uh, is that Second Simpsons reference? Did you have one earlier? Uh, that was a Family Guy reference. Oh, I thought oh, it was the Simpsons. I thought it was the Simpson one Shame. where um Homer was um was a food critic. No, that was Peter Griffin. He learned shallow and pedantic, but he didn't actually learn it. Uh, so he just kept saying everything was shallow and pedantic. I mean, in the world we live in, probably true. So we get the reveal of the Ziggurat, the whole um that they're trying to summon the whispered one. And the great piecing together of all the clues that led them to this point. Now, I do have a question for Kyra here. I want okay. some backstory on this one, if there is any, on, like, did someone roll to get that? Or was it, like, a common knowledge, table knowledge, I guess, thing that finally they were like, okay, here's what happened. Here's all the clues you guys were missing. Um, come back to me discuss the episode let me let me look at my notes from uh campaign one real fast all right so, yeah so um we get a great battle a gr oh no before that before that i do want to mention the um whole them trying to use ripley to go invest or, or go basically get not sacrifice but get you know in danger's way because as grog pointed out it's not like it matters what happens to her which that's the thing I brought up earlier of, I swear we've done this with NPC characters in a campaign I've been a part of to where we've used them as the, the oh, have them go do it. Actually, I'm 100%. I think it was before you joined, Eric, on the one camp. Because remember how we talk about um, some of the other characters that are still floating yeah. around? I'm pretty mm. sure one of them we've we've used for, oh God, I cannot remember his name right now, but I'm 100% sure we used one of the NPCs as a test dummy for us <laughs> several times <laughs> nice. in situations. I don't think we've done it recently, but I know when we had them before, we, we used them as... That hasn't happened since I started. Yeah, it's, it's oh my gosh, it's the one that's, that, um, that Tim keeps talking about, that is Ranger, that... The, his oh, body. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I cannot remember his name, but yeah, I swear we we've used him before because he was like his stats were ridiculous. So like we'd send him in to be like, how about he goes in first? So, so yeah. But I I I like that that reference of oh, it doesn't matter what happens to her because it's a non-playable character. But of course, they get to slink away into next season. Sorry, spoiler alert. I guess. I don't know. We still don't know what, as of the time of this recording and the episodes revealed, we don't know what happens there. She's just mentioned. So, but a nice callback. Uh, we, we, of course, get a lot of epic fights. Yes. God, some really good fights. Um, uh -huh. Scanlan getting silenced. 
which was which which is really funny for someone Aww. who's all vocal based spells. I stuff. love hearing him sing. Yeah, he did a good job. And every I think <laughs> everyone had a really good moment in all of these fights. Yeah. Uh this, you have this this was the this was truly one of those things that I like I, I, I made a note of it just like everyone got their moment to shine of all the main characters like it was awesome like i loved and and it was so quick and it wasn't like, like oh i didn't see enough of this person or oh I, this person got to everyone got like their equal time to shine yeah, mm -hmm. i agree with um, that keyleth literally getting her time to shine uh, by connecting with yes. the tree yes yes and um and of course using her druid powers to summon true yeah druid powers to summon forth like the tree and all those powers and finally being able to really utilize that like sun energy thing she did everyone remembers way earlier on in the series mm -hmm. so and, and also burning away a vampire so yay um also i i i really like grog's fight where he like was not um he he made the whole thing up. Well, I'm I'm not seeing what I'm doing, so you can't see. You I'm that 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 whole fight I think was good. Him versus Briarwood and everything. Like I said, everyone had a great moment in this fight, and I loved it. It was great. And of course, we get. Was it great? Have I said that like five times? Thank you, <laughs> thank you for pointing that out. <laughs> okay, um, I got my notes out. So right. what was I, your I original was, question was like? I what? was delaying so that she could get her notes, Ellie. I was. I, obviously, that's what I was doing. Oh, yeah, oh, right. It, it was, gr yeah, it was great. It was great. Yeah, it was Good great. God, dang yeah. it. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm I'm gonna look up other words for great now on a well. Oh my god, that was that was swell. I that hate, was I hate robust. All, I hate all of this. That was awesome sauce. <laughs> Reaganomics. Oh, oh, okay. Wait, wait, wait. I don't mean to derail, but a, a Zoomer told me the other day that now the word is that's gas. And I looked at her and I said, that's a fart. That's not cool. That's not a word for cool. Gas is a fart. And she just was like, no, 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 that's gas. And so. Okay. And then, uh, of course, like a hundred years ago, there was the phrase, now you're cooking with gas, which is basically the same thing. So you know what? The Zoomers have come full circle. They have. But I don't like it. I will say, no, I'm cooking with gas. I will not say that's gas. You know I'll what? I'll say that's gas because I probably have gas when I'm saying, when I would be saying that. And be like, no, no, seriously, that's gas. <laughs> I want to get out of here. I'm stealing <laughs> that. I'm totally stealing that. So, okay, wait. So Sorry, I, what was it? No, no, I, I do want to point out real quick that all of this discovery by us is ratchet <laughs> and that um, we're, we're all totally bays. I, I have been told by a teenager that this is the speak of the day. Oh, Based? my God. Bays. <laughs> like, bay. Like bay. Bays. Yeah. My you're bays. You're, you're, my, you're, you're, you're my bay, yo. Oh, bay. Oh, yeah, like bae. the before, before all, like the B-A-E. No, no like, like, like like I say it like B A Y, like, like a body of water. Yeah, like a body oh, of like water. Old, oh, oh my God. like old bay. I yeah. apologize to any youth that is listening to this. <laughs> oh man, yeah, oh. Well, we're totally ratchet right now. So we're so, we're so. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kyra. Please go ahead. Rerail what's going on right now. I, Okay, that was my fault. I, I steered it differently. Okay, looking this up, I was looking up stats. The original campaign episode of, um, literally was called Race to the Ziggurat. 
was an almost five-hour episode that they condensed into 30 minutes. It was four hours, 41 minutes, 33 seconds. And I'm just, like, skimming through, like... This sometimes I'm just like guys. Sometimes camp or not campaign combat can get so boring. So how they're able to condense that is absolutely amazing. Because I was engaged the whole time, you know, for twenty minutes. Because sometimes when it's combat, especially with a large party, you kind of sit and you're like, okay, like when is it my turn? What do I do? Uh, yep, Cassandra. Cassandra was still possessed, but it's also you know she's got a little bit of the. She did have some, whatchamacallit, Stockholm Syndrome as well, mm. which I think, because there's a quote that I like that she had here, and it doesn't, it she wasn't possessed when she said it, and, like, she actually showed a lot more conflicted about her choices to, you know, screw over Vox Machina. And, yep, combat seems basically, you know, they pulled it straight from how it was, and I think the way it ended with Delilah saying... You know, I broke the world for us. I think love is, uh, like, it's such a great arc. It's a great story. And I think, oh, there was some, oh, I not we're not watching, talking about The Last of Us, obviously, but there was a quote from The Last of Us, like, after show when they said, like, love is actually one of the worst emotions because it makes people do stupid things and it brings people to absolute madness. And I think... This episode was a great example of that being shown with Delilah's, what she was willing to do because she loved her husband so much. All right. On that note, I'm going to put somebody on the spot in this episode. Ellie. Oh my God. Would you turn me into a um, unholy vampire? And, and, and this is important. Okay. Try to summon a eldritch being onto our world. So that we could live together forever. Sure, as long as the kids can come along for the ride. Well, you heard it here first, people. <laughs> wait, wait, Eric, would you do that for your partner? Whew, you know what? We put it in our wills specifically <laughs> not to raise each other from the dead. Ah, uh, dang it. Abomination. We, we, we actually just flipped a coin. We were like, should we do it? Should we not? You know what? Let's let fate decide. So coin says no. <laughs> we have legally binding documents that say no. <laughs> I, was, I was about to say that the, the coin actually jammed to the ground sideways. So sideways. Well, <laughs> many years from now, they'll find that coin sticking up from from the ground, wondering what it meant. There, there was a um, oh, I, I think it's in the first book for Discworld. They're, they're like in a place of high magic. And someone flips a coin, and the other person says, um, and they and they say side, and they're like, it's not going to land on its side as it's flipping in the air, and it hits the ground on its side and just stays there. Ooh, that's crazy. And they're like, oh, that's weird. And they're like, what? And they're like, it didn't fly up into the sky like the other ones I flipped earlier did. Because it's, di- di- the, 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 the Discworld series is like D- D&D on cocaine, okay. if that makes any sense. It's like the weirdest possible magic stuff, so... But yeah, anyways, anyways, getting getting back to this. So, um so we, we, we have of course kind of everyone's vanquished, but I there's still an episode left and there's this whole lingering thing of what's going on with Percy? Ooh, he seems evil. But uh, of course this um the, the whispered one is summoned as a spinning black orb, which I mean that's not ominous. <laughs> 
Yeah. Oh, that also cancels magic completely out of the area as well. So, um, oh, and finally, uh, Keyleth gets um, impaled and um, Pike gets uh, her astral projection interrupted. So, you kind of a kind of a, um, a hairy moment there. Yeah, I was about to say we're we're really ending on a on a on a really big cliffhanger. Good thing is, uh, I mean, we did all watch this one there out, but good thing is it's part of the same batch of episodes, so we're able to move to the next one. But I was about to say, any final thoughts on this episode? I, I said it earlier. I'll say it again. I thought everyone. This is such a good episode for giving everyone a good moment to shine. And just the fight choreography was just animated very well. Um, mm. I forgot how good. I remember being excited the first time I watched through the series. And then I, as soon as the, the big fight started, I was like, oh, my God, I forgot how awesome this was. So uh, just fantastic. So good. It was great, you might say. God dang it. <laughs> I also <laughs> thought it was, like, really great. Um, <laughs> love you. So... <laughs> No, it, it was. I, I think Eric said it perfectly. It, it was amazing how it did make sure that everyone had their, their little moment. Um, and I, it felt like two minutes to me. Like, it didn't feel like a, a full episode. It went by really quick. So, well done. I thought it was a very extraordinary episode. <laughs> Pronounced, even. Okay. Um, Gas. <laughs> no, no. I know you all know I have really bad. I, I, I've got to go. Oh, it's been great. Uh, great again. <laughs> God dang it. Uh, so I, I want to say that the I, I like the fight choreography in this. My favorite fight in the series still goes to them versus Anders. I don't know why, but the fight and just I guess the the like conclusion of it with him doing the ricochet and blowing the bottom of his mouth off. Cause I, th I think that was the first thing I ever saw of the series was that scene. And oh, I was okay. instantly like, what is this? So, <laughs> I mean, this, this was good, but I think the one that sticks with, like if I think Vox Machina, that is immediately what I think is the Anders fight as of right now, as of right now. So, um, we still got D Delilah alive. Uh, two, two, two gunshots in her, but we're moving on to the darkness within. So, um, I guess I'm going to go to Eric. Thoughts on this episode? I, I guess was... the first part of it. We'll, we'll, we'll get to the conclusion. Right. I, I, I loved this whole him dealing with, with quite literally his demons. Um, because I, I remember the first time going through, go, thinking that was such a whispers at the ziggurat seemed like such a it was so, so much finality in that episode, and I completely forgot about the whole demon thing until I was like, yeah, they still have to deal with with this. So I remember at first kind of being like, oh my god, we still got to deal with this. But then once I actually started getting into the episode again, this is still going back to the the first time I watched it, I was like, oh, this is actually really really well done. Um, and I, I liked how it wasn't just like boom, boom, bang. I mean, there was a lot of boom, boom, bang in it and stuff. But I, I, I liked this whole in, him internally dealing dealing with um, that, and um, I, I just thought it was it was it was very well done. 
Uh, and it was a nice contrast to the very action-oriented battle from the previous episode. I thought it was a nice contrast and a compliment to it uh, as well. Uh, Ellie? I was about to say, you, you, you looked shocked there for a second. Well, I mean, there was a lot of battle going on in this one, too. but Internal battle, though. Well, yes, but there, there was, was a lot, lot of... It was a mammoth yeah. battle. Um, I... I actually liked the way that they played off that he didn't know that he made that contract. Like, there was points in time when he was kind of in his mind and trying you're, to... You're talking about Percy. Yes. Okay. Um, and, and I liked the way that the the demon was like, yeah, remember <laughs> <laughs> when, you know, you called to me? And Percy was like, no, I didn't. Like, I I did actually like the way they played that off. Like, he really I, didn't realize what he did. I think he did, but it was like a subconscious, I want revenge. I want revenge so badly. I'm going to throw caution to the wind, and this will allow me to get my revenge. I don't care what I have to do to get it. Right, on the now, subconscious level. But, like, on his, like, just, like, just normal, everyday thoughts, like don't think he really realized what he did and i thought that was that was cool i like that that it wasn't 100 percent just yes i did that and sorry about it and i'm trying to like make up for it now i like that he was like wait oh crap <laughs> I, I i liked that part so i i think they did a cosmic job with the build-up of his reveal and everything yeah dang it dang yeah it. Cosmic. Yeah. I, I don't have a Thethorith beside me right now with other words for great that I will continue to use throughout the episode now. But, I mean, it's... it's. I just want listeners to tell us if they thought this was a great episode or not. I, I thought... I think it's a sizable one. On that note, um, Kyra. Hello. I, I'm, I'm interested to know your behind-the-scenes knowledge on okay. this one. Oh, my gosh. Like, when... When you told me we were going to record these episodes, the only thing that, like, crossed in my mind, very one-track mind, all of Percy, was the demon Orthax, which is just so cool. And the reason why this is so cool to me is because when Talos and Jaffe created his character, all he had in his backstory was he had a dream that he had a dream that a voice talked to him and explained to him how to build a gun. And I think this is testament to Matt Mercer being an incredible DM, an incredible world builder. He took Taliesin's backstory of just like being mur- like his family being murdered and he had a vision and he turned it into such a big part of this campaign with the Briarwoods and with Orthax. Like Taliesin walked in just knowing it was a voice he heard. He didn't realize it was actually going to be a separate entity that was controlling him. And I just think that's amazing. So wait, that's cool. Wait. So this was a surprise to the person playing as Percy as well? Yes. Isn't that cool? <laughs> That's like, actually really cool. Amazing. Yeah. Amazing. Like all um like all Talison had in his like original backstory was just he heard a voice that taught him how to create a gun. And Matt Mercer took that and he, there was so much trust between them and character building that Matt Mercer was like I can take this little nugget and make it something even bigger and better and have it something not just like affect him but affect his his party wow right oh my gosh that's that's next level dming right there i love that is that 
that is definitely like that's the thing i didn't know if that there was some interconnection to where they talked this out with each other or they worked it out mm-hmm. but the fact that not even the like it was a reveal to the character themselves <laughs> that's that part of it i find very yeah awesome. yeah and like you know i'm not going to talk about my campaign because no one no what is it nobody likes hearing about other people's campaigns but it is right, something which that is, which is more boring to hear about asking the crowd real quick somebody's <laughs> dreams or somebody's dm campaign if they're combined ultimate boredom agree <laughs> <laughs> ellie which would you rather hear about me tell you about a dream i had or me tell you about what's going on in our D&D campaign. Hmm. Which, by the way, all of us on our D&D campaign are hoping and wanting death at the moment. So, I mean... Oh, wow. <laughs> Can I choose neither? Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. Although, I do find Ellie's dreams very important. Because in one of them, I apparently, I said I was not happy. And she woke up very concerned about our relationship. <laughs> oh. <laughs> She was very sweet to me that day. That day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was about to say that particular day she was and very sweet. And then I was good. And, and then she was back to normal. <laughs> uh, Eric, which would you I, have I, to hear about? Honestly, I enjoy hearing about both. I do enjoy hearing about dreams because I have weird dreams myself and I love talking weird dreams with people. But I also like hearing, now that I'm getting into D&D, I like hearing about other people's campaigns. And uh, that's of course, true. I, I, I love it when you text of... me. I love yeah. when you text me what goes on with your with your group. I I, yeah, I was gonna say Kyra and I will text about like I'll be like, hey, tonight at DD, blah 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 blah, and then you'll text me back like, oh yeah, like I can't remember what happened. Oh, I was like the night that I was like, oh yeah, I rolled a one when I was investigating, so I poked my eye, and you're like, oh we we like went in and like rigged an election or something like that. Like I love that. Like it's so cool, like exchanging those little things. <laughs> information i enjoy oh i enjoy both of those I, I was about to say with, with our current campaign it's it's oh didn't die today hopefully next week will be different <laughs> i i'm i'm joking i think i speak for both me and eric we are having fun but as somebody who's been in the same campaign for what we figure like four years now at least well i've been i was about to say you're 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 I more fresh into it but... from y'all are ready to move on <laughs> and, and I mean, it's it's fine. Curse of Strahd is great, but we've been playing it for so long, and you we had to meta game it to where we read our characters more spec towards surviving in this place, and we're still just not dead yet. So <laughs> we're doing awesome. our best. <laughs> I, going back to like my thing earlier, it was like I had one of my players has a backstory that his parents were killed, and all he saw was like a man in black walking away, and so. In the campaign we're doing, saw, you know... Wait, he saw Johnny Cash? No, I wish. A man in black. Stop. Oh, my god! I wish. And then... You know, it was like the guy had a tattoo, and that's what it was. And so, like, I put... There was an NPC in, like, the D&D book, because we're running um, Wild Beyond the Witchlight campaign. And I just made one of the NPCs have a tattoo, and, like, you know... He recognizes it, but he doesn't know how they're connected. And I'm like, oh, maybe he'll find out. If not, like, you know, I'm I'm trying to get better at being like 10% of what Matt Mercer is and just weaving people's stories a little better. But, um, oh, yeah. Okay, I looked it up again. When Taliesin created Percy's backstory, he left it up to Matt to decide whether Percy's dream of a smoky entity was real or a dream. The appearance of Orthax was as much of a surprise to him as the rest of the other players this was in a bonus episode 10 when he revealed this. Ooh, I'd like it. Um, 
also we, we of course get Scanlan tossing the gun out because they're like, oh, the curse is broken. It wasn't, but I, 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 I do like the, and I heard Ellie give a laugh to it. The, the little, how'd you know it was cursed? I didn't. <laughs> yeah. So, um, was great. of course they, 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 they saved the realm. Cassandra is going to be in charge of, of Whitestone because Percy has to go continue to adventure. Oh, wait, we want the actual reason, uh, because Percy wants to continue to go adventuring. Yeah, that's, that, that's right. And they return to Amon. They reunite with um, with Pike, and then the Sovereign gives a speech where he renounces his um, his sovereignship and gives the the government over to the Council and and praises Vox Machina for saving them. But as that happens, alarm bells begin to sound as four dragons approach the city. Cut to black with a dragon roar. A little bit too. Like I heard that yesterday, and I was like, <laughs> I can't tell. When I was watching this, I was like, I can't tell if those are the kids next door that were screaming. <laughs> or if that was in the episode. I was like, huh? And then I didn't go back and actually check it again. All right. Mm-hmm. So I I guess the fairest way to do this is Canary in the coal, Ellie in the coal mine. Um, Ellie. Yeah. What do you think's gonna happen? Fire. I don't know. No, seriously. <laughs> I, I, I'm i not the best at this stuff. I mean, obviously something's going to happen. Maybe it'll be um, some screens. The shots that some of the shots they show in the opening credits that I don't remember ever seeing in season one. Oh, you, so, so you think the opening credits are linked to showing like what's going to happen throughout the campaigns? Who knows? We'll, we'll go with that. So, on that note, are you excited <laughs> because maybe these dragons are coming to for, for diplomatic purposes? I mean, that'd be pretty cool. And that they're coming to, 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 to bring forth, like, a union of their, of their realm and, um, and, um, Amon. I don't know. I don't feel like that's the case. It could be. I, I mean, it depends. <laughs> what do they roll? Are you, are you going to try to do use? I mean, use they speech? did the whole thing again with her having the super massive headache, and then they is do... that called wild sense or something? Why am I forgetting what that's called? Kyra, help me. Oh, sorry. You caught me like I had my pen in my mouth. I was like, I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up. <laughs> it's is it Wild Sense or am I thinking of a different video game that has that? It might be different. I don't remember the name of Wild Wild Sense. I think it might be one of her. Just uh, I'm like, is it one of her? Like, I can't tell if it's a homebrew thing that she has that because I'm looking at her abilities. Like, I'm looking at her abilities scores right now, and I don't see anything that has it Mm. so i wonder if it's a way of like them like putting something in to notify non D &D watchers that something's going on oh because it it only affects her with dragons it doesn't like notify her of anything else going on really yeah i don't yeah because i'm looking at her like character sheet right now and i'm like i don't see anything specifically oh no she has favored enemy Oh, as a ranger and okay. that might be it and it's like it says dragons okay okay that may i i was like is there something called like wild something where you can like just you you'll you'll like get a better perception roll or something uh i've never played a ranger because everyone says they suck i played one a long time ago but i played it more as like a um 
I'm gonna go whack things. Oh, I uh, love playing favorite enemy and RPGs though, like in console you... games. You have advantage on wisdom survival checks to track your favorite enemies, and that's it. Okay, cool. Um, I guess maybe DM was like, "Hey, give give me a roll real quick." Just as as somebody who's played D and D enough, um, it's the when the DM's like, "Give me a random roll real quick." Why? Oh, just, you're just random yeah. roll. No oh, yeah. God, I love those. As a DMO, it's so fun. As a player, I'm like, why? Yeah, it's like, what? no. I'm, oh, no. I'm not paying attention to anything in the room. Why? Oh, no. I, I actually had a good one when we were, um, I, I cured your old paralysis with a. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had a really good role on picking the one book that actually had alchemy in it. So, or whatever, chemistry, whatever it was that, that cured you, you guys of your paralysis. It was, it was alchemy. It okay, was alchemy. cool. I, I was like, because I think I was about to make a full Metal Alchemist joke during the thing. And I was like, no one's going to get that, and I'm going to be sad. So, anyways, um, great for... um, Stupendous first season. There we go. I, I Sorry, I was like, did Ellie catch it? And then she was just shaking her head when I looked over, so I'm like, she did. Uh, stupendous <laughs> first season. Uh, definitely instantly up there on getting me pumped to play D D again like just watching i was this. just about to say the same thing yes yeah, <laughs> yeah it, def- it definitely gets me pumped to play D D, and i like a lot of the thinking outside the box stuff that they've done that they've done in this just gathering from watching i'm sure listening there'd be a ton more stuff i can pick up on to try to be like oh let me roll this or let me do this um but i'm gonna I'm going to have Kyra go last with this because since she has the inner knowledge, I want her to kind of give us like, I guess, a, what to expect without spoiling it, if that's tough enough, if that's tough enough to ask. But Ellie, Erg. Ellie, thoughts on Fox Machina season one. Oh, um, I mean, I absolutely loved it. It was very fun. I love the animation style. I love the characters. I love the little little quips in there. Uh, just. Do you want to play D and D now? I want to watch more of Vox Machina. Okay. And then I'll stick to playing my role playing games on my computer and PS Five. <laughs> mm. Once again, I will never get to touch the PS Five. Eric, thoughts on <laughs> season one of Legend of Vox Machina? Uh, it it was I I really really enjoyed it. I remember still when you were like, hey, we're going to do this show. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And then I watched the show. I was like, oh, yeah, I think I briefly saw something about this at some point or whatever. I've seen it popping up on on Amazon Prime when I've been looking for other things on there. I was like, oh, it'll be cool. And I was like, because I remember we were just going to do the first three episodes. And I was like, oh, I'll watch the first three. And then, like, I think I binged the entire thing. Yeah. Like, because that was because I was like off that week from work. And I think in like the first two days I was off, I just binged the entire uh thing so it, it's great and of course that was about the time it was right before i was starting to kind of get into playing D, so that got me even more i had wanted to get into it but this really got me excited to get into it and um i think it's especially for my uh, my uh, my first two characters i ever played uh azar in our campaign in clogar and the one that uh that kyra ran for me the one shot i definitely feel like the humor in this has you give a somewhat humorous uh, flair to my characters, which is which I like. It, you know, it, it's not all serious and stuff. So 
uh, I think it's definitely had a little bit of an influence on me. And uh, but again, every time I do watch these episodes, uh, I, I get I get more and more hyped to play more D and D. So yes, fantastic. And I always tell everyone, I'm like, whether you play D and D or not, you should watch the show. Cause it's oh amazing. yeah, oh yeah, definitely. De- still, still a good, outside of D and D, still a good show. Oh yeah. Um, as Ellie can attest to. So Kyra, final thoughts on season one, and then oh, so good. Uh, I was oh, I guess like going real quick back to like the episode, the episode that it was pulled from was like almost a it was like a little bit over three hours, and Ugh. they cut out a lot of um. There was it actually didn't end on a cliffhanger like that epi- like that campaign thing. So the dragons coming in happened a little bit later. They actually got some rest time, and there was this really beautiful emotional moment between Keyleth and Vax that they cut out, which is fine. I think it would. I think their story is one of the most beautiful and tragic and beautifully sad love stories, I think, in like any setting, any campaign. So I was kind of sad that they cut that out. But going back, I think this was well done. I think this is testament to just great animation, great talent. On This all just came from Liam O'Brien wanting to play D&D for his... No, it was a Pathfinder for his birthday. And now it's, now it's a TV show. Yeah. And I love it. Um, I, I also like how the, I mean, we didn't talk about like development or anything, but this has been like a long time coming to like Kickstarter. Like there, there's like, isn't there like a live action like of them doing LARPing with it even? That was the opening. It was the opening, uh, seek or what do you call it? Opening credits for campaign one. And so it was just them dressed up. Yeah. It's on YouTube. If you guys want to see it, It's, it's pretty cute. Um, Sam, Sam is Scanlon, funny uh, as always. Uh, no, I mean this. Th- th- this is one of those things that is such a cultural like touchstone now for like I think a lot of people because they've done. There is a D and D campaign vaguely based around Critical Role stuff, right? Yes, they okay. created. They have a book. It's um, Adventures in Wildmount, and that is like the Critical Role book. Okay. Like, like I said, it's definitely a touchstone for the D&D community and for role-playing as a whole. But um, I guess with that, are, are how excited are you for Season 2? I, I guess without spoiling anything. Because I do have one question I want an answer to. Spoiler mm-hmm. in everything. So if everyone wants to plug their ears for that. But what? how excited are you for Season 2? I'm so excited. I really like... I mean, I'm sure we'll discuss, or if you'll if you'll have me on later to discuss season two, I'm happy to elaborate then. But oh my gosh, like I'm I'm excited. I like that they're starting the Chroma Conclave arc in from Vox Machina, and my personal favorite storyline. Like I love Percy's. I think it was a great thing that they started with the Briarwoods, but with what's going on with the Chroma Conclave and other things gestures vaguely to the air to allude to what's going on in season two i think it's my favorite stuff and so that's why when my husband's like wait tell me what happens like i can't because it is so good and i I love it so much all right i do have a behind the scenes thing i want to ask and i don't think it's spoilery does the belt just give grog a beard is that all it does i don't let's just keep watching Okay. Okay. Because I was like, is that seriously one of those things where it's like, oh yeah, it that it gives you a beard? 
And that's it. Like, I can see it being something that irrelevantly dumb. But at the same time, I'm like, why would it have been around that map? I'm, I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious on that. Like I said, just, just for random reasons. So, anyways, um, on that note, I do want to go ever over where everyone's, you know, playing, watching, reading. But I also mm. want to touch on something else. Ellie, I'm going to make you focus in on something. I don't think this will be too hard for you. What RPG are you playing right now or would want to play? <laughs> Whether it be tabletop, video game, or LARP. Witcher? You need to narrow that down because there is both a tabletop, there is a video game, well, there I are mean, books, I'm, I'm so you could be reading. I'm playing um, um, Witcher 3 on the PS5 since I played it on the PS4 and completed it. I want to play it on the PS5. Um, and it is fun seeing the graphic differences. They oh, are noticeable. Yes. Um, soon PC soon you'll have a 4k <laughs> monitor and you can be beautiful too oh um no I actually just finished re-watching season one of the TV show oh, okay I thought you were gonna say you rewatched Wednesday and I'm like do something else oh no and that's not an RPG no I, I didn't say Wednesday um and I I did actually just um find the last wish Oh, the book. The um, yes. Book. So I was thinking about finally diving in and, and reading that one first. All right. Yeah. So a lot, a lot of Witcher going on in in my in my life. All right, Eric. What yeah. RPG thing are you doing at the moment, or uh, reading, so watching, am... and so on and so forth? So I'm continuing uh, playing through Pokemon Violet. Uh, I technically I counts, before, but uh, kind of doing some competitive battling. It's been kind of fun to do. Uh, so I've been playing that, and then also I'm I'm itching to get back into Persona Five. So that will be in my near future. And then of course we are continuing our tabletop campaign against the evil vampire known as Strahd. All right, uh, Kyra. I was about to say, I, I know, I, I know you, you have something else that you, you want to discuss reading stuff. But before that, what RPGs are you playing? Tabletop, video Ooh. game, live Ooh, action. RP. Oh, not LARPing. Sorry, guys. Uh, oh. Let's see. Uh, RPG-wise, I am prepping for my group, the Finishers, to resume their first game of 2023. And we'll play next week. I am still playing through uh, D&D as... Either Chunk the Cobalt Barbarian or Hope the Human Necromancer who might have TPK'd her whole party yeah. in uh, Rhyme of the Frost Maiden with a couple friends. And I'm also playing as Evie from The Mummy in my friend's Call of Cthulhu campaign, which Ooh. is wonderful. And I love being a bumbling librarian. And I, so those are the RPGs. Game-wise, I just discovered Melatonin on the Switch. It is not an RPG game, but, oh, it's like, Guitar Hero with lo-fi beats, and it's really fun and relaxing. Interesting. And, oh, as for book, I know I talked about this before you hit record. I would, if you liked Ready Player One, emphasis on <laughs> one, <laughs> I would, and if you like Mythic Quest, check out the book Tomorrow and Tomorrow and Tomorrow, and it is the story of two best friends from childhood who develop a video game that takes over 
that becomes a global phenomenon. And there's heartbreak, not in the romantic sense, maybe, who knows? It's a love story, but it's also not. And it's a love story about video games. So I really like it. I'm and actually it, going right now to, to, to buy it for Kindle. I'm doing it right it's now. It's really, like, we can be a book club together, Eric, because I'm only on, like, I just finished, like, part one last night, and I just sat and I read it, and it's it's really good. That's not, I, I like legitimately. I just I just clicked by now, and it's downloading to my my Kindle for iOS. So yes, I will probably start reading that later today. Not yes, tell me what you think. Not sponsored. It, the, not sponsored. <laughs> uh, I did get mine through book. <laughs> hey, I got mine through Book of the Month. Also not sponsored. So, um, I was looking this up real quick. Um, last wish, last wish, and Sword of Destiny are kind of interchangeable because they're just short stories. This is for you, Ellie. Yeah, I was yeah. listening. I, I, was, I was just like letting, letting you know that they're like interchangeably short stories. But I, I felt like you I told me that's the one I should start Wish with. Last Wish first? Yeah. Like, like I said, the Witcher book order is weird. Yeah. Because the short stories take place, but they, they kind of take place randomly. And because there's... Sorry, getting real technical real quick for no apparent reason. There's The Last Wish, Sword of Destiny, and Season of Storm. Okay. Which, like, all are just short stories, but they might take place before the events of the main books. But Mm -hmm. anyways, anyways, I I got distracted for a second, but I did want to point that out, that there is, of course, those. Um, But also Season of Storms could be the final book. I I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to leave it at that. As for me, my RPG... That I'm playing at the moment. I am currently powering my way through Mass Effect 2. Because I am nice. playing. Yeah, I am playing Evil Shepherd. Evil Femme <gasps> Shep. And it is so much fun. As I said on the previous episode. I, I really wish I'd done a male shepherd. But given him a goatee to signify he's evil. But it, you're just. You're so mustachingly twistedly evil. For like no apparent reason too. Love it. I love how my face is starting to break apart. How like your my eyes are turning red. Oh, it's so great. Love it. Love it. And once again, reminding myself of why that is one of my favorite game series of all time. I like watching my husband play it. It it's a good game to just watch. Oh, I guess also like Last of Us. Are y'all watching that? I haven't started it yet, but I definitely want <gasps> to. I haven't started it. I want to. Oh, okay. Have me on for that one game. too, guys. Have me on for that. It's so good. It's so good. Is it is it good because it has man, the the manda the mando, the Mandalorian. Uh, it has the Oberyn Martell. Sorry, I I know him from Game of Thrones first and foremost. Oh, I know him from that Wonder Woman movie. We try to forget no. about. No, no, no. <laughs> Life could be I just good. That out of my head. <laughs> I know, you know the as, worst thing. I know him as it Maxwell lives Lord. right for in my head now. It's like what is it? Life could be good, but it could It'd be, be better. better. <laughs> speaking of mando the trailer is pretty fun the trailer is pretty fun okay yeah. real quick trailer talk real quick we got mando season three i'm on board we yes. cannot I, wait yes i specifically have not watched the trailer because i want to go in blind well i, I was not well, wait you you obviously watched the critically acclaimed boba fett Right. No, I, I, I want episode five, and one of my friends at the ice rink is literally like, "You just have to push through, just push <laughs> through," and I'm like, "I can't, I can't." Yeah, I was about to say, um, as much as we praised, I think we praised Boba Fett at one point, and now we're just kind of like, it was very, eh. 
It was now one of those things where like it was just so exciting seeing this character for all after all these years of being just this popular sort of mythic thing, seeing his time to shine. And it was sort of like this kind of like glow from immediately there. Then as more time passes, it's like eh, it was a thing. Boba is my favorite Star Wars character, and that's why I'm like, I just, I don't know, I can't. Why they do my guy dirty like that? Um, so my in fact my next one, my next one, real quick, Eric. Have you seen the teaser for season two of Invincible? Yes, yes, I have. And I'm very excited about that. And I thought it was funny that we've gotten the start of second season of Vox Machina before and the entire first season in between the first season and even the second season of <laughs> Invincible. I, I, I thought they fast-tracked Vox Machina for some reason, but I, I was about to say... Tell me, okay, I'm just throwing this out there, and this is completely, like, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap up in a second, but did you catch anything, like, more fluid? Like, the animation, to me, seemed more fluid. Like, they, there was a bigger, there was a higher frame rate, if that makes sense. It definitely seemed very, very fluid, and uh, I, I kind of made a note of that. I was like, that, for just, for just, uh, um... Him teaser? And, and Alan sitting yeah. there eating there, just for sitting there eating burgers, it, it seemed very, very fluid. So I, it must be a bump in animation budget. I'm I'm excited for that. I like the part where um where he was talking about the different things they're having to do, and yeah. as he's listing <laughs> off, it goes through the like um storyboard, the sketch, the like all all the steps as he's listing them off on his fingers. It goes through each of them. So yes, um, that's coming late. 2023 no it's not even like oh it's coming out in like a couple months it's like wow we might even be waiting for like nine or ten months to watch yeah I, I i i liked how i was like oh good 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 and then he's like what does that even mean like what <laughs> what, what what what's 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 that is 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 that a year or something so really well done i'm, I'm just excited that we got something and yes, like, like i said absolutely. it's it's vaguely relevant so i will take it um on that note kyra where can people find more from you Oh my gosh, for my personal life where you can just see my dogs nonstop or me on my figure skating journey, follow me at Kyra at Kyra Seg. And you can follow my podcast you can follow my podcast life on at Stuff I Didn't Write, where our latest episode should be coming out soon on sound effects, including the Wilhelm scream. Yay! Howie Scream is my favorite movie scream. I think it's better than Wilhelm by far. Fair enough. Eric, where can people find more from you? <laughs> you can find me at uh, at Eric Berg and at Backlogberg. Of course, you can find Zingness wherever you find great podcasts. Uh, definitely check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And we'll be back next week with another nerdy topic. Bye. the show